Kia ora and welcome to the You've Got This podcast with Zazi and Tess. Tess and I are speech and language therapists with a combined 18 years working in the field with children and their whanau, so we know a thing or two about what makes them tick. We want to empower you to know exactly what you can do to support your child's development. We're going to be touching on all of the important topics that you want to hear about, from speech and language development to managing tricky behaviours or supporting your little one to transition to school. You can even request episodes that you want to hear more on. Just head to our Instagram at You've Got This Podcast. We'd absolutely love your support over on Patreon. Head to You've Got This, where we'll be offering extra episodes and unique resources that we've created to support you on your journey. We like to have a bit of a laugh and keep it real, so thanks for listening. We're over the moon to have you along for the ride. Welcome back to the You've Got This Podcast. I'm not sure we've got it. <laughs> no one has got anything, but if no. you're listening, thank you. Yeah, thank you. What's new? What's going on? So I thought I'd talk to you about um, August stuttering at the moment. What's been going on? He's just always gone through phases of stuttering. Hey, since he was little, anytime he had a big burst of language, I could hear that there was some disfluency, which for anyone listening just means not fluent, disfluency, not fluent. So things sounding a bit bumpy. He has always gone through phases of this whenever he's had a big burst of language. And I guess that's what's happening now as well. I can hear that he is more disfluent. And I just thought I'd normalize it for some other parents because... I get a lot of people reach out to me saying that their child is stuttering and worrying. You are looking pretty relaxed about the whole situation. I know other families don't feel that way. What is your sort of approach to it at the moment? Are you doing anything to help? Honestly, I'm not really apart from the basic strategies, which we'll touch on. But I think it's because I've been around it so much. Mm. I spent my whole career sort of obsessing about stuttering, if I'm honest. You know me. Like, I absolutely loved working with with families of children who stutter. It's like my special interest, the thing that I studied the most for. And I've maybe gone the opposite way. You know how, um, like when doctors might haphazardly sort of (laughs) sew up their their kids at home if they're hurt or like slap a plaster on something that probably needs a cast. Yeah. Um, I've perhaps gone that way and that it's so normal for me to hear a child be disfluent that, you know, I haven't got jumped straight in or thought I'll do any therapy. I'm just sort of waiting and seeing and um, it's normal for me. I do remember you were quite the stammering or stuttering guru in Dunedin when we used to work together. But even before that, when I was on placement, I think you took me out for a day and we drove around like the farming zones and you were showing me how you're doing stuttering therapy out to the middle of nowhere yeah and stuttering therapy can be so varied but yeah it was my favorite thing so I haven't started anything like that with August I think because I know and what a lot of parents don't know is that disfluency is incredibly normal within the population and not always something that needs to be you know quote unquote fixed uh, and not something that can always be completely fixed, just like some people might not be as great at skateboarding or drawing or singing. For some people, their talking might not always be as fluent as another person's talking. I mean, the Lord knows if we listen back to our podcast without any edits, <laughs> we are oh bumbling gosh, I through. Know. <laughs> I know. And I think I was saying this to John last night as we were watching, I think we were watching The Great British Bake Off. I might have been forcing him to watch Love Island, who knows? But we are so used to now as a society listening to uh, things that have been chopped up. You know, the, the tone of the sentence can be all over the place, but they've chopped the ums and the and the bits of the sentence out. Um, so it can be quick, quick, sharp. So it keeps our attention. So we 
aren't as used to hearing stuttering and disfluency and ums and ahs and and things as we're used to because everyone chops up their stuff even I I make my Mm. videos I chop up all of the breathing and everything out of my videos to keep people's attention so if we're thinking about what you're doing with Augie at the moment I think it'd be good for us to touch on what you're doing at home and then maybe talk a bit about the therapy that is available for families where they're feeling like the stuttering is becoming a bit of a barrier Um, I think we know the children who do have like prolonged periods of stammering or quite sort of severe periods of stammering, it does impact them sort of socially. They can be a bit anxious or a bit sad about talking, but some of that can be really alleviated just through like parent strategies and how you're communicating with your kids. So what are you doing at the moment when Augie is getting a bit of bumpy speech. Gotcha. So absolutely at its core for any child who is stuttering a little bit, the most important overarching thing is for them to feel confident because we know that whilst anxiety doesn't cause stuttering at all, anxiety can make stuttering worse. So it's you know something that is already going to happen for you. If you then on top of it feel anxious, you're more likely to stutter more. So I'm just making it as normal as I can within my house. I don't pay any grand attention to it. I don't. Uh, a lot of people get, I think the, the natural state for adults is to think, right, how can I fix this quickly? And I'll, I'll ask my child to stop and think about what they're saying. Or I'll ask my child to breathe or pause, you know, and if any of those strategies work, then no one in the world would stutter. So... Yeah, it's a good reason to sort of completely cut them out. So I don't do anything like that. What I do do is, is get down to my son's level. That means just getting face to face with him so that he can see that I'm listening. Yeah. So he's not thinking, I've got to race through this sentence as quickly as possible or my mother's going to walk off. Perhaps since Ed has come along, like he's feeling like he does have to race to get things out or get your attention and so that he is sort of like yeah. stammering over his words. Um. Can you just explain to us like what the difference is between typical disfluency and stammering? And I think it'd be good if we had a little handout just to sort of outline that disfluency is super common. Everybody has disfluency all of the time in their lives, but then there's a few features that would make it more of a stammer or a stutter. Absolutely. So there's different parts of stuttering or different things that can be considered stuttering. So it might be um, uh, repeating sounds. So it might be like sandwich or Mm -hmm. repeating parts of words, san, 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 sandwich. It can be repeating whole words. I, 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 we, 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 we went to the shops. Uh, It can also be, we call it prolonging a sound. So sort of dragging it out. So I went to the shops. Mm-hmm. and it can also be blocking other, or not really managing to get anything out so that might sound like someone saying my name is uh, Sam so it's that it's that look of sort of being stuck and not being able to force the word out and alongside that the secondary behaviors that can come with stuttering which are things like um, blinking or the face looking um, like this this pent-up stress or sort of energy there uh, like twitching and facial grimaces and also fillers like mm and uh uh which are as I just did there those fillers and making mm sounds are are things that absolutely everyone does so those are really quite typical and also someone who has more of a significance to another secondary behavior might be that you see them reword what they're about to say to avoid a word say it differently to get past the stutter and they might you know look and sound a bit stressed about the whole thing I've worked with adults who stutter and it's incredible the strategies that they still do now with avoiding words and changing sentences so they can sort of feel when it's coming and a lot of the time their own names seem to be uh something that they do stutter over there was an example that you gave but also from my experience of working with adults they also do stutter on their names but man the 
the brains and the brain power that goes into changing your words out all the time. I kind of assimilate with it with me spelling. Like I can't spell very well. So like I swap out yeah. words that I can't spell Absolutely. just for ease purposes or use dictate mm. on my phone. Yeah, we all have compensatory strategies for the parts of our lives that we find difficult. And for people who stutter, they might switch things out. When we see it in children, what we there's a, there's a bit of sort of um, professional argument either way as to whether the term developmental stuttering is true. Um, yeah. Some therapists say that absolutely developmental stuttering means as part of typical development, some children have bumpier speech or disfluent speech. And other research shows that that isn't true, that stuttering is stuttering that may come and go. But either way, what we see in children is that they might start repeating the starts of starts of words. They might get a little bit stuck on their words. They might start a sentence and get lost in the middle of it and not finish it. And that can be that can be that they're stuttering and sometimes it can be a bit of language processing and the way I always yeah. describe that is you know they're getting a lot of new language it's like a million new bits of paper that they're trying to shove inside the filing cabinet that is their brain and they haven't organized it so when it comes to getting a word out a fresh new word that they've just learned say cardigan they can't find it in their messy messy filing cabinet so um as they're trying to find that word that's when they're umming and they're pausing and they're repeating the word before so in the first instance i say to parents right we're not panicking this isn't panic stations this is <laughs> no. pausing stations this is we're going to wait we're going to see and we're going to change our behavior to see whether that helps our child yeah and I think we could probably do another episode about how to support like language strategies because it is another good topic for when children are finding that it's difficult for them to find the words that they're thinking of which can cause disfluency but often isn't really the reason for stammering so do you have any definite don'ts yeah for sure so not drawing negative attention to the stuttering like why are you doing that and they can really pay to speak to all of the adults who are engaging with your child because whilst you yeah. might be getting it perfect there might be someone at preschool who's still saying stop and think about what you're saying and then get back to me which is yeah. essentially like saying you're doing it wrong I don't want to hear you talking if it doesn't sound perfect try again like which is it's taxing on me to listen to you so let's just nip that in the bud and come back to yeah. you when you've got it right like what yeah, or I once, I can never forget going to a family's house and this dad had stuttered and the son was now stuttering really significantly. And the dad just said to me in front of him, I just can't bear listening to him. It's just awful. It's just awful to listen to. And I was thinking, you used oh. to stutter. Can you imagine hearing this about yourself? And once the dad had some education on how that might feel, you know, he completely changed and everything changed for the better. Just He just hadn't realized how he might be making his son feel. So just making sure that everyone in the family is just listening, being positive. They're not telling your child to slow down or stop or think about what they're saying and not speaking negatively or imitating them. And that can be something that oh. often little kids do, not realizing. You know, if yeah. someone said, san, 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 sandwich, and a little kid might go, oh, san, san, san. So it's about education for those around a child to not be doing that. And if you did need to sort of seek extra support, so thinking back to your speechy days in Dunedin, like what was the therapy that you were delivering? It actually differs a lot to what is delivered here in the UK. So I'd, I'd like for you to sort of talk a bit about that. First instance is always parent education. So it's always talking about how parents can slow their lives down a little bit. Not talk slower, but just you know, the race and the pace of parenting life can be absolutely crazy and often a lot of time isn't spent on the floor face-to-face -face talking to children. A lot of time isn't spent slowing down the pace. Often parents are running between cooking and activities and football and all of the things. So thinking about in a parent's day, how can they slow things down? 
Yeah, I remember families used to say it's a lot worse in the morning, you know, when we get up and is it because, you know, she's tired and we spoke about what the morning looked like and I was like, do you feel stressed? Like how much time do you have? And she's like, oh, we've got 20 minutes to do this and do that and get out of the house. And I was like, it's the, yeah, it's the pace of what, in which you're doing things in the morning. And I obviously not a parent, but I can only imagine how hard it is to organize everyone. I can oh. barely organize myself sometimes. So I get that it must be really, really tricky, but actually trying to add an extra 15 minutes in your morning, does that alleviate some of the stresses and the pressures? And you also mm. said like jumping on the floor, how much time are you spending playing and giving full undivided attention to these little ones? Um, and then also when you are playing, how many questions are you asking? Questions put a lot of pressure on on kids as we've spoken about before you know every question is like a pop quiz and if your child's feeling a little bit under pressure then they're more likely to struggle to find their words we often used to talk about the strategy of like feeding it in not not taking it out a little lli strategy mm. and that's about you know making deposits lots of language deposits and feeding lots of language in uh, and modeling comments and declarative so oh wow that's great you know rather than um what color is this what how is he feeling what's that yeah because asking all those questions are just putting more pressure on the language system and they're not teaching our kids anything if you're shared reading you're not shared reading to test their knowledge you're there to teach and same goes for play and then as part of that education it's also thinking about you know this is your child's picture at the minute they are stuttering when might that be worse and the answer is you know when do we struggle with things when do all of us struggle with things when we're tired uh can Mm. that can have a huge impact on whether someone is fluent or not and also when there's been a big change in their life so not just a big burst of language have they just started school have they got a new sibling what has changed in their environment and how they're processing language and getting it to their mouth to speak and then following that the treatment program that's most often turned to within New Zealand is called the Lidcom program which is it's basically a behavioral based program it's it's where a parent is taught how to sit down with a book or a game with their child and how to ask them questions and play with them to keep their speech fluent so it's kind of like tips and tricks to engage with the child to keep them fluent and not let them stutter which is trying to train the brain so I draw it for parents like um, imagine your child's brain has a straight line coming from it and a bumpy line and sometimes your child is taking the bumpy line sometimes taking the straight line how can we do more practice of that straight line so it's more it's a path that's well worn and more likely to be taken I remember doing that a lot in New Zealand and it was it was really effective particularly for children who are sort of a certain age and below I think eight and below or six and below maybe I think it just you just supported families to feel more confident with knowing how to play and how to read and and what language strategies are best for development um in the UK they only really do the Michael Palin program here which is a parenting program um but it doesn't offer any real direct intervention and strategies that kind of go that one step further which I think can be a bit of a shame because some families are really stressed about it some children are really stressed about it and it does really impact them socially and um, I think if there is a program that we know works it should be offered but the therapists here aren't really trained on it I think is it is it designed in New Zealand or Australia I think it's like a southern I think it's yeah I think it's a um, the researchers are both Australian and 
New Zealand is. So that makes sense. If you're listening to this, you might be thinking, well, my child is stuttering or my child has stuttered. What do I need to do? Do I need to worry? And the answer is no. What we need to do is wait and see. Follow through those strategies that we've talked about, but not putting pressure on your child, not asking too many questions, slowing down your pace and just listening. And then if your child stutter is becoming more significant, you're noticing get, noticing that it's getting worse over time. You're noticing more blocks. That's when they get stuck or it's happening more frequently then that's the time to reach out to your GP or reach out to your local provider of speech and language therapy to ask for an assessment but what I must stress is that whilst we're not talking negatively about the stutter it's totally okay for you to talk to your child about an issue that they're having just like it's totally okay to talk to them if they've fallen off their skateboard and they've grazed their knee if your child is looking stressed about their talking it's okay for you to say oh gosh that sounded a little bit tricky to get out I'm always here to listen and I'm listening and it's fine so everyone's talking is a little bit bumpy sometimes because can yeah. you imagine stuttering and struggling and no one's mentioning it yeah no and you notice that no one this. else is doing it but like I'm yeah. getting stuck and I'm feeling fearful and no one's addressing it yeah it's like yeah building that emotional literacy isn't it yeah um but look we i know you're going to edit this you're probably going to cut out as many of our disfluencies as possible because that's just what <laughs> maybe you i'll keep them in for a podcast <laughs> just it's, it's like nine no hours longer to, than it needed to be no one wants to hear us like audibly breathe every time it's like um every time we speak but we but everyone has some disfluency that's just the fact of life and if you were to google celebrities that stutter you'd be absolutely surprised with how many people have been through periods of stuttering and have gone their own way to have some therapy or or done their own thing to get out the other side of it but just because we don't hear it on social media or on the telly or as often doesn't mean that there aren't many many people out there with some form of stutter ed sharon and he hated speech therapists. He's openly talked about how terrible his speech therapy was. So let's uh, I think try I've seen bits of that. that. Yeah, and he did beat speak to help him. So that's another common little strategy, isn't it? Speaking in like rap and beats can help yeah. too. Well, you wouldn't know that now looking at him. No. So that's also worth a Google for yourself if you're worried about your child. Have a Google. Which celebrities stuttered or do continue to stutter? Fab. Okay, so I think that wraps us up for today. We're trying to not um, overdo it in the time frame. Yeah. Uh, as usual head over to you've got this on patreon where you can sign up for free to receive uh, the resource that goes alongside this podcast which is going to be some information about stuttering and maybe a little poster that you can stick up in your house if you do have a stutterer you can give it to your parents grandparents and teachers to let them know what they can do and if you like what you're hearing please do hit the subscribe button give us a good rating all of that's going to help us to make more content in the future for us to stutter through what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Kakite, you've got this. Bye.